Chapter One of The Girl Next Door. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jennifer Dalman. The Girl Next Door by Augusta Yule Seaman. Chapter One Marcia's Secret. Marcia Brett, do you mean to tell me? Tell you what? that you have had a secret for two whole months and never told me about it and i am your best friend i was waiting until you came to the city janet i wanted to tell you i didn't want to write it well i have been in the city for twelve hours and you never said a word about it until just now but janet we've been sightseeing ever since you arrived you can't very well tell secrets when you're sightseeing you know well you might have given me a hint about it long ago you know we've solemnly promised never to have any secrets from each other and yet you've had one for two whole months no janet i haven't had it quite as long as that honest it didn't begin until quite after i came in fact not until about three or four weeks ago tell me all about it right away then and perhaps i'll forgive you the two girls cuddled up close to each other on the low couch by the open window and lowered their voices to a whisper through the warm darkness of the june night came the hum of the great city a subdued murmurous sound strangely unfamiliar to one of the girls who was in the city for the first time in all of her country life to the other the sound had sometimes since become an accustomed one as they leaned their elbows on the sill and chins in hand stared out into the darkness marcia began well jan i might as well commence at the beginning so you'll understand how it all happened i've been just crazy to tell you but i am not good at letter-writing and there is such a lot to explain that i thought i'd wait till your visit you know when we first moved to this apartment last april from way back in northam i was all excitement for a while just to be living in the city everything was so different really i acted so silly you wouldn't believe it i used to run down to the front door half a dozen times a day just to push the bell to see the door open all by itself it seemed like something in a fairy tale for the longest while i couldn't get used to the dumb-waiter or the steam heat or the electric lights and all of that sort of thing it is awfully different from our old-fashioned little northam now isn't it yes i feel just that way this minute admitted janet and then too went on marcia there were all the things outside to do and see the trolleys and stores and parks and museums and the zoo aunt minerva said i went around like a distracted chicken for a while and besides that we used to have the greatest fun shopping for new furniture and things for this apartment hardly a bit of that big old furniture we brought with us would fit into it these rooms are so much smaller than the ones in our old farmhouse well anyhow for a while i was too busy and interested and excited to think of another thing yes too busy to even write to me interrupted janet i had about one letter in two weeks from you those days and you promised to write every other day oh well never mind that now you'd have done the same i guess if you don't let me go on i'll never get to the secret after a while though i got used to all the new things and i had seen the sights and aunt minerva had finished all of the furnishings except the curtains and draperies she's at that yet and all of a sudden everything fell flat i hadn't begun my music lessons and there didn't seem to be a thing to do or a single interest in life 
the truth is janet i was frightfully lonesome for you here marcia felt her hand squeezed in the darkness perhaps you don't realize it but living in an apartment in a big city is the queerest thing you don't know your neighbor that lives right across the hall you don't know a soul in the house and as far as i can see you're not likely to if you lived here fifty years nobody calls on you as they do a new family in the country nobody seems to care a rap who you are and whether you live or die or anything and wouldn't you believe it janet there isn't another girl in this whole apartment either older or younger than myself no one but grown-ups so you can see how awfully lonesome i've been and as aunt minerva had decided not to send me to high school till fall i didn't have a chance to get acquainted with anyone my own age actually it got so i didn't do much else but moon around and mark off the days till the school in northam closed and you could come and oh i am so glad that you're here for the summer isn't it gorgeous she hugged her chum spasmodically but to go on i'm telling you this so you can see what led up to my doing what i did about the secret it began one awfully rainy afternoon last month i had been for a walk in the wet just for exercise and when i came in aunt minerva was out shopping i hadn't a new book to read nor a blessed thing to do so i just sat down right here by the window and got to thinking and wondering why things were so unevenly divided why you jan should have a mother and a father and a big jolly lot of brothers and sisters and i should be just one all alone living with aunt minerva though she's lovely to me with no mother and a father away nearly all the time on his ship and it seemed as if i just hated this apartment with its little rooms like cubby holes all in a row i longed to be back in northam and i even thought i'd give anything to live in that big rambling dingy old place next door beyond the brick wall for at least one could go up and down stairs to different rooms then if you believe me jan as i stared at the house it began to dawn on me that i never really taken it in before that it was a very strange-looking old place and because i didn't have another mortal thing to do i just sat and stared at it as if i had never seen it before and began to wonder and wonder about it for there were a number of things about it that seemed decidedly queer what's it like anyway questioned janet there were so many other things to see today that i didn't notice it at all and it's so dark now i can't see a thing why it's a big square four-story brick house and it's terribly in need of paint it looks like it hasn't had a coat in years and years it stands way back from the street in a sort of ragged weedy garden and there's a high brick wall around the whole place except for the heavy wooden gate at the front covered with ironwork that gate is always closed the stone walk runs from the gate to the front door way back around the rear of the garden is an old brick stable that looks as if it hadn't been opened or used in years you'll see all of this for yourself janet when you look out the window in the morning for this apartment house runs along close to the brick wall and as we're three floors up you'll get a good view of the whole place this window in my room is the very best place of all to see it fortunately but the queer thing about it is that though the shutters are tightly closed or bowed every one and the whole place looks deserted it really isn't there's someone living in it and once in a while you happen to see signs of it for instance that very afternoon i saw this most of the shutters were tightly closed but on the second floor they are usually just bowed and that day the slats of one of them were open and i thought i could see a muslin curtain flapping behind it 
but while i was looking the fingers of a hand suddenly appeared between the slats and snapped them shut with a jerk of course there's nothing so awfully strange about a thing like that as a rule but somehow the way it was done seemed mysterious i can't explain just why anyhow as i hadn't a thing else to do i concluded i'd sit there for a while longer and see if something would happen but nothing did not for nearly an hour and i was getting tired of the thing and just going to get up and go away when what breathed janet in an excited whisper the big front door opened it was nearly dark by that time and out crept the queerest little figure it appeared to be a little old woman all dressed in dingy black clothes that looked as though they must have come out of the ark they were so old-fashioned her hat was a queer little bonnet with no trimming except a heavy black veil that came down over her face she had a small market basket on her arm and a big old umbrella but the queerest thing was the way she scuttled down the path to the gate like a frightened rabbit turning her head side to side as if she was afraid of being seen or watched when she got to the gate she had to put down the basket and the umbrella and use both hands to unlock it with a huge key when she got outside of it on the street she shut the gate behind her and of course i couldn't see her any more well it set me to wondering and wondering what the story of that queer old house and queer old lady could be it seemed as if there must be some sort of story about it or some explanation for you see it's a big place and evidently at one time must have been very handsome and it stands right here in one of the busiest and most valuable parts of the city the more i thought about it the more curious i grew but the worst of it was that i didn't know a soul who could tell me the least thing about it aunt minerva couldn't of course and i wasn't acquainted with another person in the city it just seemed as if i must find some explanation then all of a sudden i thought of our new colored maid perhaps she might have heard something about it i made up my mind to go right out to the kitchen so i went and started her talking about things in general and finally asked her if she knew anything about the old house and then i wish you could have heard her i can't tell it all the way she did but this is the substance of it it seems that she discovered that the janitor here is the son of an old friend from north carolina of course she's been talking to him a lot and he has told her all about the whole neighborhood especially about the queer old house next door he says it is known all around here as benedict's folly why queried janet well years and years ago when the owner built it his name was benedict it was way out of the city limits and everybody thought he was awfully foolish going so far and building a handsome city house off in the wilderness but he wasn't so foolish after all for the city came right up and surrounded him in the end and the property is worth no end of money now but here's the queer thing about it old mr benedict's been dead many years and the place looks as if no one lived there but someone does it's the daughter of his a queer little old lady who keeps herself shut up there all the time some think she's alone others say no and someone else is there with her no one seems to know definitely anyhow although she is very wealthy she does all the work herself and the marketing and she even carries home all the things and won't allow a single one of the tradesmen to come in mr simmons that's our janitor says that two years ago in the winter a water pipe there burst 
and miss benedict just had to get a plumber and he afterward told awfully peculiar things about the way the house looked the furniture all draped and covered up and even the pictures on the wall covered too and not a single modern improvement except the running water and some old-fashioned gas fixtures and the little old lady never raised her veil while he was there so he couldn't see what she looked like mr simmons says that everyone thinks that there is some great mystery about benedict's folly but no one seems to be able to guess what it can be now janet isn't that just fascinating think of living next door to a mystery it's simply thrilling sighed janet but marcia i don't see what this has to do with a secret where do you come in i don't see why you couldn't have written all of this to me wait said marcia i haven't finished yet that was absolutely all that i could get out of our maid eliza all she or anyone else knew in fact but as you can imagine i couldn't get the thing out of my mind and i couldn't stop looking at the place either i tried to talk to aunt minerva about it she wasn't a bit interested she said she couldn't understand how anyone could keep a house in that slovenly fashion and that's all she would say so i gave up trying to interest her now i must tell you the odd thing that happened that very night you know i've said it was raining hard all that day and by ten o'clock the wind was blowing a gale i was just ready for bed and had turned off my light and raised the shade when i thought i'd take another peep at my mysterious mansion across the fence all i could see however were just some streaks of light through the chinks in the shutters in the one room on the second floor all of the rest of the place was as dark as a pocket and as i sat staring out it suddenly came to me what fun it would be to try to unravel the whole mysterious affair all by myself it would certainly help me pass the dull days till you came but then too the only way i could do it would be to watch this old place like a cat and i knew that wouldn't be right it would be too much like spying on your neighbor's affairs and of course that's horrid finally i concluded that i could do it without being meddlesome or prying i just watch the place a little and see if anything interesting would happen and while i was thinking this a strange thing did happen that very minute the wind had grown terrific and all of a sudden it just took one of the shutters in that lighted room and ripped it from its fastening and it threw it back against the wall and the next moment a figure hurried to the window leaned out and drew the shutter back in place again but just for one instant i had caught a glimpse of the whole inside of the room and what do you suppose i saw jan what demanded janet well not much of the furnishings except a lighted oil lamp on the table but directly in the centre of the room in a perfectly enormous armchair sat a woman and it wasn't the one that i had seen in the afternoon either i'm sure of that i couldn't see her face for it was in shadow but she was looking down at something spread out on her lap and she held her right hand over it in the air and waved it back and forth sort of uncertainly you can't imagine what a strange picture it was and then the shutter was closed there was just something so weird about it if i was curious before i was simply wild with interest then it seemed as if i must know what it all meant 
what that strange old lady could be doing sitting there in state in the middle of the room and all the rest of it you don't blame me do you jan indeed i don't i'd be ten times worse i guess but what about the secret and did you find out anything else yes i did and that's the secret the whole mysterious thing is the secret because no one but you knows that i am the least interested in the affair and i don't want them to now i'll tell you what happened next but just at this moment the girls were interrupted by a knock at their door and a voice inquiring girls girls haven't you gone to bed yet i heard you talking for the last hour no aunt minerva answered marcia we're sitting by the window well you must go to bed at once it's nearly midnight you won't either of you be fit for a thing to-morrow now mind not another word good night good night they both answered but heaved a sigh when aunt minerva was out of hearing it's no use whispered marcia we'll have to stop for to-night but there's a lot more and the most interesting part of it too well never mind i'll tell you all the rest to-morrow chapter one marcia's secret